0: Course, we're still talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, but today we're going to focus on one particular one, um, which, we're gonna, which is going to be speaking in tongues and the gift of speaking in tongues and how that all correlates with everything we do as a Christian. So I'm excited to get to talk to you guys about that. But first, I know some of you guys ordered um, the Winner's Church shirts, and so for the first round, we, we kept it very simple, and so we'll have an image we can show you guys of what it's going to look like in, let's see which one he puts. This is just going to be the front, so we've got our Winner's Church of blue, the shirt will be blue, and then our big logo, and on the back, we're starting out with the serve team, so if you guys know, we are obviously, obviously we all serve. Um, Christ, but not only for serving in general, obviously on our outreaches, we're the serve team. We we come to serve, and that's going to be a part of what we do on a regular basis. Um, so if you guys choose to wear these shirts outside, guess what? We're just like Jesus. And what did he do? He came to serve. So we're the serve team. So these are going to be... Um, the T-shirts we're going to start out with, we will start having a couple of different designs, um, but this is what, it's going to be what we start off. And if you guys chose the tank top option, um, that'll also be on the tank top. It'll just be the same, just without sleeves. So um, fun fact, uh, the shirts, because we were doing the design and picking what we wanted, haven't been ordered. So if you have not yet put in your shirt order, you get to do that. So tonight... Yes, ma'am. You know what? Go ahead and put it in that little comment, because why not? I'll get you guys some shirts, too. Yeah, if they wear adult sizes, too, they might. Um, but for the... She's talking about for the little ones, the toddlers. Um, so go ahead when, whenever you... I don't have like kid size pricing yet. Um, and because they might be a smaller order, it might end up being about the same. So um, just know that uh, we don't have that definite, but if it does change, maybe we can refund you guys the difference for now, if we're gonna put in that order right away. So that's exciting. We're, we're branding ourselves. And like I said, there's more to come. Hi, Amelia. All right. Um, And also, um, if you guys know, um, for Michelle, we are going to help with the funeral dinner. So if you want to help with that, it's going to be Friday. Um, Please stay after church. We're going to meet to talk about the church setup and what all of that will entail. So that will be right after service. All right. So, I said we were going to talk about speaking in tongues. And, of course, we can talk about speaking in tongues in two different ways. One, talking about when we got baptized in the Holy Ghost and we had the evidence of speaking in tongues. But then we also have now that we've been talking about the gift of the Holy spirit, when it comes upon us to speak in tongues and have an interpretation. So the, this particular gift comes from the inspirational gifts. If you guys do a quick recap, remember these gifts from the spirit are nine, but they're broken down into three different categories. We have the revelation gifts, power gifts, and then those inspirational gifts. The inspirational gifts are prophecy, diverse kinds of tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. So we're going to be focusing on these inspirational gifts. And I'm excited to get to talk to you about that because, to me, it's one that we can actually practice, we can do on a daily basis, kind of like getting started. You know, we can't learn to run without learning to walk, right? And we can't learn to walk without crawling or maybe doing that little thing toddlers do and they just kind of warm it, they kind of go around it. But this gift of speaking in tongues, this inspirational gift, there's prerequisites to it, right? First of all, we have to be filled with the spirit. And how many of us can say we're filled with the spirit? All right, fantastic. Youth is still questionable, right? Uh, but being filled with the Spirit is a prerequisite to any of these giftings. So one, check, right? But then we, when we are filled with the Spirit, then we can talk about, all right, well, I can talk in tongues now because the Bible says that I'm, I'm filled with the Spirit and we can go to where it talks about in Acts 2, 4, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So when we're talking about wanting to see these nine gifts manifest in our lives, right? We're all eager, we're excited. We want to see, you know, the gift of wisdom, the gift of prophecy and uh, healings, Well, all of these power gifts and revelation gifts all have to start somewhere. And we, as the body of Christ, can help get these kick-started by the one that we have control over, which is speaking in tongues. And as you guys remember, Paul talks about speaking in tongues in in, uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 18. He says, I thank God I speak with tongues more than y'all. He says ye all uh, in King James Version. So, and that's something that we have control over. And as you guys know, I'm very much a person that likes to create habits because habits can then later on just kind of run how my day will turn out. I have a set habits that I do every day and so I know that I will continually do them and as, as long as I set good habits you know, I know things will turn out right. And so creating the habit of speaking in tongues will help us get to that next place where now not only are we doing something we have control over, but we open up ourselves to the supernatural and to the ability for the Holy Spirit to lead us into those greater places. So that's what I want to talk to you guys about today is One, how we are capable of doing that one thing we have control over is speaking in tongues, and that is something that you guys have to be intentional about. You first, and as I was building that habit, I had to remind myself, and now it's to the point where if I notice that I'm not saying anything and I don't have anything in particular in my mind, I'm like, oh, opportunity, talk in tongues and that could be anywhere and i think i mentioned this last time whether it's going to the bathroom or you know shower all these little mundane little things that you're doing that don't require a lot of thought you can fill in that space with speaking in tongues so as i was looking into this topic i went and decided to look at first of all we see that the gift the nine gifts are talked about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 11, we see that he's talking about, okay, these are the, these are the gifts that you guys have available to you. And then he talks about, guys remember in, in chapter 13, love, right? He talks about love. He's telling us, in order for us to have these gifts, we have to walk in love. And again, that's one of the things that we have control over, right? Again, a lot of it is that we're believing God for these giftings to to put ourselves in a place where we can receive them. And so here in the Bible, he's telling us of practical things that we have control over our lives. Remember, uh, he gave us that greatest gift of all of choice. We have the choice to do this. So, in order to capture all of these or to qualify for all of these giftings, he's telling us here's what you do. Walk in love. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, he tells us, he gives us the, the love requirements, right? Let's take a look at those real quick. So um, I like the amplified uh, because it gives us a lovely descriptions of what these wonderful words can mean. So let's go over there. And as you can see, he starts out saying, um, if you can speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, and he says that reasoning, intentional spiritual devotion, such as inspired by God's love for us, I'm only a noisy gong of clanging cymbal. So anything, you know, just for not. And it goes into um, a couple of different things, but if you go over to verse four, it says, love endures long and is patient and is kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy and is boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself hotly, It is not conceited, arrogant, inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, so it's in us. We just gotta, you know, dig it up. It's in us. Does not insist on its own rights. That's a red flag right there, right? Does not insist on its own rights. We see a lot of that in the world today. "...or its own way. For it is not self-seeking, it is not touchy or fretful or resentful, it takes no account of the evil done to it, and it pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice in injustice or unrighteousness, but rejoices when the right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes." In every and ever ready to be uh, to believe the best of every person, it hopes are fadeless under all circumstances and endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, and we know that that's you know one of those stamps on a lot of picture frames. (laughs) Love never fails. And then he goes to talk about as for prophecy, you know, these things will go away. But again, that part that he talks about the gifts. And then he tells us, hey, but first walk in love, because love will put you in the right place. So here again, he's talking about how we can actively walk out our lives to be able to receive these giftings. And I think um, if we look back to a lot of the teachings pastor has been giving is how do we line up ourselves, our lives, to be able to to receive these gifts? Um, because we, you know, like Pastor says, it, we don't want to jack it up. Um, we want to make sure that we're doing it in his way and that when people see us, they're not like, oh, that person's a flake, uh, but, that they're, but that they admire the way we walk, the way we live our lives. And that's part of it. So when those giftings do come upon us, they're like, all right, that's the real thing. That's, that's legit. So looking at chapter 12, when he talks about the gifts, then on 13, he talks about walking in love. And in 14, he says, Eager, eagerly pursue and seek to acquire this love and make it aim your great quest. And again, I'm reading Amplified. Sorry, I'm getting a lot of words there. Uh, let me switch. English Standard, there you go, make it easy. But this is when he talks about, now, okay, let's talk about tongues and prophecy. So he goes into the inspirational gifts. And here he lines out some of the things that we can do about speaking in tongues. And as I mentioned before, this is the one thing like love that we have control over. Uh, As I was doing more um, research on this, um, did you notice that speaking in tongues is that one gift that comes from the Holy Spirit that wasn't available to the church before the Holy Spirit came? All of these that were there before, the words of wisdom, the healing miracles, all of those were available um, when they would come on the prophets, they would come upon them, right? Right? But it's this gift of the Holy Spirit that is now given to the church to be able to function in. And as we read on, we know that it's to edify, to build up the church. And in this case, we have two types of edification. One is the edifying of ourselves when we pray in the Spirit. You know, it talks about us building our selves in our holy faith right and it builds us up and i'll have a couple of scriptures on that but when we get to speak in tongues where it's in front of the church it's to edify the church it's to and then that's why we're asked to have an interpreter because when we do that then we can explain okay this is what the tongue was so let me explain that And I like it. I was listening to Lester Sumrall and he gave a real good explanation when he says the interpretation of tongues is the interpretation of tongues. So it's interpreted. Uh, Maybe if I give a tongue and Brandon gives an interpretation because Brandon has his own life and everything he has lived through, his interpretation might be a little bit different than Aila's. But they're all interpretations of the Word of God. So at the end, yes, they have to come to the same conclusion, the same bottom line. But don't be, don't feel like it wasn't correct because you worded it different, you heard it differently, because it's an interpretation. So a lot of times, I when I do get to hear somebody have a a tongue at a church and then have an interpretation I check myself to see if I heard the same thing or if it was uh you know in my spirit and a lot of the times it lines up with what they said but it wasn't exactly what they said and so um hearing this explanation um from Lester Summerall helped me I'm like okay good I was on the right path <laughs> um so it may not be you know word for word but again, as long as you guys come to that same bottom line, then it, it's an interpretation. Yes, Don. The difference between interpretation and translation. Exact. Exactly. Language to another. Exactly. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so that, that was something I, I was like, oh, OK, perfect. That, that makes a lot of sense. So as we look at more of what this is diving into, we wanna take a closer look of what are we expecting um, in our day-to-day because a lot of what we rely ourselves to be a part of is very natural, right? It's very, if I'm at work, obviously that's very natural. But the things that we're bringing into our eyes, our ears, at home, you know, the things that we're doing at home, we need to check it to see okay, well, how much of what I do is allowing that supernatural to be a part of my life? Because if we are expecting to walk in the supernatural, we have to be more in leaning towards the supernatural versus the natural. Nowadays, people, you know, whether they're Christians, or I mean, you know, just regular, regular people, um, you know, they, walking in uh, in the natural is as easy as just not thinking about God, or, you know, if we've got constant notifications on social media, that will quickly get us out of the supernatural. Uh, so taking account into what we're allowing into our daily lives, if we are wanting to go into that place of seeing more of the supernatural take place in our lives, then we need to allow more of that supernatural on a regular basis by choice. Again, this is all by choice. We choose to speaking in tongues. We choose to pray or read our Bible, and all of those different aspects will help us get into the supernatural um, a lot faster, and once we're there, you know, we can just hang out, <laughs> and, that'll, and that'll be good, um, because God wants us to be excited about these gifts. He gave these gifts to the church so that we can um, not only grow the church, but that we can do the ultimate goal of just seeing everybody come to Christ. And so that excitement needs to be a part of our lives and how we live our lives. And so that as part of walking in the supernatural, again, we're seeing people look at our lives and saying, wow, that's different. What do you have that I don't? And as we do, um, we will see these, these other gifts come to pass. So as we see these divine gifts, um, Gifts, um, we want to make sure that we, as we build ourselves up, we know that we cannot give what we don't have, right? And so if we don't have this life of the supernatural or even just the life of God, we can't give that out. We can't explain to someone why you have these supernatural things happening, If well, one, if they're not happening, but in order for us to get to a place where we're pouring into people the life of God, because... In the natural, anybody can pour into someone. We, you know, people have mentors, and they have you know, uh, people they listen to on podcasts. They feel like they're being poured into. And yes, they're learning a lot of things, but as Christians, we can pour into others the life of Christ. But in order to pour out, we have to pour in ourselves to be able to get to that next place um, where we're lifting others up as well. So as we look at this spiritual life of speaking in tongues, um, and as I mentioned in Acts 2, 4, they were filled with the Holy Ghost and the Spirit gave them utterance. So we know it's the Spirit that's giving us this utterance. And it's not, again, it's not natural. It's not in our mind. It's supernatural. And our ability to do that all comes from um, God, and in this particular uh, Acts two four occasion, it says that all, that were there, received. Nobody was left behind. There was no, uh, you know, loafers around. It was everybody, received. And so we want to make sure that we are people that are there to receive, wherever we're at. Um, Whether, you know, where it's a Wednesday night, whether it's an outreach, and we want to make sure that we're receiving so that we can pour. Um, But we don't want to make sure that we fall into what is in the natural and what has been a little bit more of what, um, you know, the Americanized way where people are not pushing. You know, when you have... People driving up with these big cars and uh, using their food stamps to pick up, you know, their groceries. Or someone who can't pay their light bill but carry a $1,000 phone in their pocket. You know, there's something is not, they're not pulling. They're not reaching to do higher or greater things. And we don't want to become like the natural world. We want to be those, like I said, I mentioned earlier that are excited about these gifts and that are pulling to get these gifts that are um, thriving and excited and want more of it on a daily basis so that we can see this world turned around for Jesus. And it's gonna take us pushing. So I mentioned before, normal is not enough. We can't just think that it's gonna just land on our laps. It's gonna take an effort from us. And you know what? This church has it. We have that hunger. We have, uh, do you guys have ever watched the wonderful movie Luca in Disney? The little girl says, you know, you, got, you have the hunger. You got it. You got that grit. You can be on my team. Um, so I know Winner's Church does, and that's what makes us so unique is that we want to see the things of God. We want to strive to step into the supernatural gifts, and I think it, that's part of what we're doing on a, on a weekly basis when we come together and wanting to know more of His Word, And I have a couple of different points that I want to talk about, specifically about the um, one speaking in tongues. Uh, Whenever we think about speaking in tongues, I mentioned that we, as Christians, we're candidates, right? First of all, you got to be a Christian and then be spirit-filled. You can't have the second gift of ministering to the body without first having that first gift of ministering to yourself. And so that is a part of what we need to do constantly on a regular basis. So um, I'm gonna take a few seconds and I want you guys to think about what does it look like to constantly be in that speaking in, in the spirit mode? A lot of what we do, we talk about, you know, we have what we say, right? We have what we say, but first, you know, it does take seeing it in our minds. What does it look like? What does it look like for me? I remember thinking about whenever I was uh, wanting to um, get pregnant, I'm like, what does it look like when I'm going to be pregnant? Um, And I know I did this before where the first time I wanted to get pregnant and we were going to have a wedding and I'm like... I'm going to need a bigger dress because by then I need, I want to fit in it. And so I got a bigger dress because my expectation was I'm going to be pregnant and I need to, I need to make sure my dress fits. So what does it look like to receive what you're wanting, right? So in anything, what does it look like to have that promotion? What does it look like to drive that car? Uh, Pastor Ziggy talks about this well if I'm going to be driving that BMW I know I'm going to keep it clean all the time not like the car I have now but you know what are you going to be doing what does it look like so take a moment and just 30 seconds think about what would it look like for your day if you were speaking in tongues when would you do it how would you do it I know it's 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 an interesting uh, activity, but I'm going to put 30 seconds and look at my timer right now. What does it look like? And you guys can close your eyes. You can look at the ceiling, whatever you want to do, but just think about it. And everybody has a different situation that you guys saw yourselves in. But it's taking that initial step of seeing yourself doing it. And then when you're there and you're like, oh, I remember, I saw myself doing this. Let me do it. And then you're stepping into building that habit. Every time I'm doing this, I'm going to Speak in tongues. Every time I step into this room, I'm going to speak in tongues. Which, of course, if we look at 1 Corinthians 14, 4, it says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself, but he that pro- pro- uh, prophesies edifies the church. So we're talking about edifying yourself and building yourself. Again, that goes back to being poured into, Right? So as you're edifying yourself, you're being poured into, and I like that the edifying is not limited. It's not limited to, you know, me building, oh, I need more faith, or I need to be able to, uh, increasing my ability to um, supernatural increase. Like, it is limitless. It's up to God. And not only um, is it about, what you're needing in that moment, but it can be anything that God wants it to be. Um, Last year when I was having um, just a really difficult time, David was away, Amelia was in the hospital a couple of different times, and it was just really tough. And I got to a point where I was like, Lord, I don't even know what to say anymore. I don't even know what to pray. I'm just gonna speak in tongues. I'm gonna to pray in tongues. And that was able to get me from point A to point B to point C to where I was able to get through my day. And it wasn't I it wasn't but from praying in tongues that I made it through that season because, and I, you know, thank the Lord. I have lots of people that were praying with me and building me up with sending me scriptures, which was awesome. But during those tough moments when I didn't have David as my support and I could call him and, you know, but it just wasn't the same. It's just not the same. And you know, we learn how important our spouses are when they're gone, of how much of a support they are. Um, but also having a, a child who's not only been in the hospital for a long time, but they're their back and complications and all those things, it wears on you. But it was because of praying in tongues that whole time. And, you know, even when your, your faith got shaken, I was like, I know I can do one thing. I can pray in tongues. Even, you know, people talk, well, put some worship music on. Last time, Amila was in the hospital when she was born and she was in the NICU. My my scripture was, for the spirit of heaviness, put the garment of praise. So I had a lot of praise music during that time. But this time, my praise music just wasn't the same. (laughs) And I was able to lean on praying in the spirit. And you know what? It built me up to where I was able to make it through that season. And so as I mentioned, him edifying can, edifying you can look very different depending on what you need at that time. And of course, there's different things that you guys, that we pray, let's say when we get um, messages from Ms. Rhonda of people that need prayer and t- telling you the truth I'm like once I I'm in agreement with Ms. Rhonda and what she has prayed because I know she, she prays right but after that once I, become, you know, once I stay in agreement with it then it's just tongues I don't know the situation I don't know what the, their family is praying for but I know that if I'm praying in tongues it'll be the right prayer So I can rely on praying in tongues because the Holy Spirit is praying through me. And and that is the the beauty of it, is that I'm not praying, it's the Holy Spirit praying, and the Holy Spirit is going to be praying the exact perfect prayer that needs to be prayed at that moment. So it's continually building up on how praying in the Spirit just is limitless. So when we see it here, and it tells us that it edifies us, I'm like, all right, it could edify me for anything I need. I have uh, a presentation tomorrow uh, for a promotion, and I'm like, all right, let's bring it on. (laughs) So I'm praying in tongues. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to lead and guide me in this, uh, my presentation. You know, I do the natural, I practice, and I do that, but Can I just lean on the Holy Ghost? Because I know, and then, so I'm not getting worked up about it. I'm not, you know, anxious about it because I have that relationship with the Holy Spirit now where I can rely on him to know that he's going to get me through it. And it's going to be amazing. And, And you'll get to hear my testimony about my promotion and my promotions and raises. And I say plural because... It's going to be plural, um, not just one, and not just one race. So we're leaning on the Holy Spirit to edify us. And again, I, I want to emphasize that, yes, there are two different things. One, when we're filled with the Spirit, we got the gift of tongues. But then we also have the gift of the Holy Spirit when he puts on us to speak in tongues at church to edify the church. So as you can imagine, they're parallels. So when we're edifying the church and we speak in an unknown tongue before everyone, it's up to the Holy Spirit to know exactly what we need to hear, exactly what um, someone, maybe someone in the congregation needs to hear it that will just put them ablaze. And then, of course... We, we have the interpretation um, that we'll also talk about a little bit more um, as we read through. So we have, went up a little bit, speaking in tongues and how it builds us up. And then we also have singing in tongues. And that's pretty awesome because um, it comes in, um, let's see here, uh, Ephesians 5, 19 through 20, it says, uh, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always to for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, again, the Lord doesn't limit us to anything, and so he's like, all right, you can speak it, but then if you want to sing, you can also sing, <laughs> and you can sing it and... Thankfully, it doesn't have to be, in, if I'm singing, it doesn't have to be in tune. I don't have a mic in front of me. <laughs> but that's also a part of what he tells us to, that we can do. We can sing these things. And it says, speaking to yourselves in Psalms and hymns, it doesn't say, if you want, you can do this. But anytime he tells us to do something, it's always going to be for our benefit. It's always going to be to build us up. So that is something also that we can do in order to continue to walk in the spirit. And as you do, you know, you might want to kickstart it with just speaking in tongues. And then as you slowly start venturing into singing or doing psalms and hymns so that you're walking in that measure of what, of the blessing that he's given us, he's given us this wonderful gift. In uh, Colossians three sixteen, and says, "Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord." Again, we can't do, we can't run without walking. So, how are we expecting to? sing to each, sing to each other. It says admonishing one another in Psalms. They're really singing to each other, right? And how, how are we going to do that if we've never done it ourselves first in our quiet time, in our, you know, time with the Lord? So it's always starting with, he gives us, gives us baby steps. He's like, all right, start, start yourself doing it and then builds up to how you're going to edify others and the people around you. Uh, One of the great examples that we see is uh, when Paul was in jail. And, you know, I don't know exactly how they had him, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't fun. It wasn't very comfortable. But yet, he was singing. And what happened due to just him singing and, you know, being joyful you know, the wall shook and he was set free. And then once he was out, you know, he came and preached and got everybody else happy. The jailer and all of his family got saved. And that was just from singing. So again, we can't get to a position of us singing in our worst hour to people where people are around us if we're not doing it first ourselves in our quiet time. Uh, I'm sure Paul had plenty of times where he was doing that in his own private life. Again, he says, I pray more than all of you guys. (laughs) It's it's a pretty bold thing to say, but I believe it. I believe it. Um, It's a gift that is uh, of the spirit and not our soul. We talked about that. It's not in our mind will or emotions so that talks about how it's not necessarily if we feel like it right part of building a habit is that it may not be something that we want to you know be completely honest there are times where I'm like I have to brush my teeth (laughs) and I'm in bed and I'm like gonna get up and do that especially with you know those lovely uh, feelings of just wanting to sleep But I've built a habit and I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna brush my teeth, it's the right thing to do. So why not build the same habit about the spiritual things and just doing them because not only um, because of everything I said, but because it's right and the Lord told us to. How much more should we we do these things than just like my habit of brushing my teeth, which is good for all of us, right? (laughs) It edifies everyone. It profits all. (laughs) So it's a part of uh, building up that will to do it. Not just because it's not because we want to, but it's not in our soul. It's not in our our feeling spot, but because it's right. And. Um, Here we also see, um, one of my points is, uh, don't neglect the gift. In 1 Timothy 4.14, he says, um, neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given to thee in prophecy. Um, But again, I know he's talking specifically here about the prophecy gift, but he's telling, don't neglect the gift. And that should go along with anything that, the Lord has given us is we shouldn't neglect any of these gifts or or any that, you know, we're aiming to receive because they're going to profit us, and they were given to us for a reason. So in this case, we're talking about building ourselves up so that we can't get to the next level, but the end goal of what we're doing this for is greater than anything that we could ever hope for. I like it when he talks about, and I don't have this in any of my notes, but you know the pains and things that we're going through here in this life cannot even compare to what we have on the other side. And there's just gonna be so much greater than anything that we could have ever hoped or expected. So we can be sure that anything that we do here or that we're going through is worth it. It's so worth it. Um, And my almost last point is, um, obviously, consistently speak in tongues. Consistently. It's our prayer language to, to God. It's supernatural. Uh, we can, you know, have all of these um, examples of one, little G gods that are dead and that you can't talk to and you can't pray to because it's almost, you know, it's for nothing. But we get to have not only a God that is alive, but a God that we have a, a prayer language that we can speak to on a regular basis. So this prayer language that that we have with God should be one that we hold and cherish as believers, as um, not only to seek the relationship with God, again, if we don't, a relationship comes through communication. Uh, So we, and again, you know, those of who are have had relationships know that when you don't have a good communication with the person, the relationship dwindles. And so in order for us to build this relationship, we got to be communicating. And here we know that our prayer language, our language, that word language is how we communicate with God. And yes, we can have conversations with him and, you know, again, Most of the time, it's talking about ourselves. How are things going on in our lives? Lord, help me with this. But when we get to step over into our prayer language, now it's opening up the possibility of... And what I like about speaking in tongues in in a way where I'm communicating with God is that I can be praying for anyone and anything that needs it at that time... And it's building up that communication with God because as we are praying, he, our spirits are, are, are engaged in, and he's telling us one of the gifts of the spirit is the interpretation, right? So we're edifying the church and we can get the, a word for the church and it'll be in a, we can have an, an interpreter that would say, this is what Ayla said. But also when we're praying in the spirit, our, sp- our spirit communicates with us and says, oh, this is what you just prayed. And it, it takes building that up as, again, you have to want to know what you prayed. And sometimes we're praying because, like I said, we build a habit of prayer and we want to make sure that we're staying in in that position of the supernatural and praying. But sometimes you can just be quiet with the Lord and pray in tongues and then just Listen what did I just pray? What was that for? Or your spirit alerts you and says, hey, you just prayed for so-and-so because they needed this for X, Y, and Z. And so it's being able to be open to when you're praying and you're having that communication with God that you're open to hear. I'm excited. That makes me excited because I know that there's lots of things going on with my family that I may not know of. And I'm confident that the Lord is praying through me for my family. And I know that, you know, they, again, they're California, so I don't know everything that's happening. Or they might not communicate with me everything that's happening, but I know because I love them and I know that the Lord knows that I love them and that I want them taken care of, that we're gonna pray for them. And, and I wanna make sure that I give the Holy Spirit an opportunity. To pray for them anytime that is needed. But if I'm not praying in the Spirit, how much opportunity is He gonna have to be able to pray those prayers? So again, it's opening up those lines of communication to uh, be able to do that. And uh, 1 Corinthians 14, um, 15, um, I have a note here that it helps us possess that which is in our hearts. Um, because again, it's coming from our spirits, and a lot of that. And I wanted to get into this. And um, if you guys remember from Sunday's message from Pastor, he was talking about intercessory prayer. And again, we can't run without walking. So how are we going to get to be to intercessory prayer when we may not be praying one at all, or to the point where we can get to that place where we're on point with what God needs at that time. And that's what intercessory prayer is all about, is stepping into that moment where God needs us and boom, you're on it. Um, Brother Ted is an excellent example of intercessory prayer. Um, One of my favorite stories is when he was, um, I don't know how many years, go, when Pastor Annie and Pastor Ziggy they were driving with Ted, and right before the, they had an accident, Ted started praying. And again, Pastor Ziggy always makes funny stories, and, he was, he was, and Pastor Ziggy was getting annoyed by Ted, because he was just rattling off in tongues. But Ted was interceding for that situation, that car accident could have gone a whole lot worse than what it did. And thankfully, Pastor Andy and Pastor Ziggy and Ted are, are here today because he was able to be on that, to be able to stand in and say, Lord, I'm available. I'm going to do it. And we know Ted, I don't know if you guys notice sometimes, but he's over there mumbling a lot. And, And it's because he's interceding, he's praying, he's available, he's taking that time to pray when the Holy Spirit says pray. And all of that comes from being prepared to be in that place. You know, you think about athletes and they're always ready because they trained. And so you guys can think of praying in tongues as training training for those times when the Lord's going to call on you to pray for those uh, individuals that need it at that time. And again, we won't be in that mindset or that spiritual readiness unless we have done all of these steps of getting ourselves ready to pray, to be listening to the Holy Spirit, to be listening to um, the promptings of when he wants us to be ready to pray. So as we continue to step into these um, spiritual giftings, I encourage you guys as start with tongues, the one thing that you can do. Don't, (laughs) I say the one thing that you can't do? Right. (laughs) Um, and of course, we talked about you know walking in love and all of those, everything intertwines together and is um, working together for a greater good and what we all want to walk in. But that is something that we have control over, that we can decide to do on a, on a regular basis. And if you have been, if it's been a while since you prayed in tongues on a regular, or maybe you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and don't have your spiritual language. we got two couple different sides. But I'll talk first to those that do have that spiritual language. Kickstart it today. Make it a habit to pray in the Spirit out as often as you can. And especially <clears throat> um, pastors that you talked about, some of us we don't even know what's, you know, you might be going through a really tough time. And if you've confided in me or have you told me what's going on, um, most of the times I will tell you, pray in the Spirit. That's my (laughs) go-to. And of course, I I mentioned why, but that's my go-to because it's building us up. And so as you're being built up, the Lord's tweaking the way you interact and do things. So what I like about praying in tongues, it didn't help me and I say magically, it didn't make the stressful stuff go away. It helped me get through it. And it helped me get to a place where I knew what to do in the situation. Uh, One of the greatest things that we can receive too from God, and one of the greatest, because all of these are great, is wisdom. And In those times, you need wisdom to be able to know what to do in the situation. I think one of the greatest things that the Lord did to prepare us for that season was to ask Joe and Jess to stay with us while David was away. And you know what? That came from the wisdom of God. Who else says, you know, come live in our house while... you know, when you know, you're used to living on your own, you're used to having things done your own way. Um, you know, we are all very particular about things. You think that, you know, you got past the roommate stage. But the Lord knew that we would need that. And that came through wisdom. And it 100% came through, I'm sure, it was that time in, with him. And he told us to have them move in. And you know what? They were such a blessing. They helped so many times. There's uh, one time, I think was it whenever I had was it COVID when I passed out? Yeah. No, it wasn't COVID. Something was I had something. <laughs> I had something. And it was in the middle of the night, and you know, I was trying to be tough. Milo was crying. I was I was sick with something. And I passed out. Somehow, David was watching the cameras and saw that I was no longer available, calls Joe up, well, in the middle of the night, calls Joe and says, hey, go check on Hilda. And sure enough, I was passed out. Oh, yeah. And they were able to come in, help, get what I needed. Um, thankfully, i I didn't have to go to the hospital or anything, but all of that came from God's wisdom. And that's just one of the examples. They helped like a bunch of different times, because I told you, it was a tough time. But that was wisdom. The natural things for men, like I could even see it in my coworkers' faces. They're like, you have people living with you? Your friends? And they're, you know, they're, oh, that's good, Hilda. But you know what? It's that. It's those little things of wisdom that he gives us in the time of need. And they all intertwine by how we lend ourselves to walk in the spirit. And one of the biggest things, again, harp on it, because that's what I get to harp on today, is speaking in tongues. And doing those things will help us get to where you know, the end goal of seeing all these miracles and things happen. There are many times that we feel like there's nothing that we can do, that we feel hopeless and that we've tried everything. But if we just step into that supernatural of just starting out with speaking in tongues, we will step into an ability that, one, surpasses our own natural ability, but also lets us step into the supernatural of walking in wisdom, walking in a place where we're confident that no matter what storm will come my way, I'm not gonna be deterred. I'm not gonna be pushed down. And you know what? Um, I got a word. (laughs) Uh, It was a, I believe it was a, I think it was in September, And I got a word from God saying, you know what? It's over. The hardship is over. And I knew at that point, and he said, you know, the Lord said, you'll never have to go through that again because now you're, you're armed. You know what to do. And storms may come, but I'll know exactly what to do. And. Okay. I'll, I'll know how to be able to help somebody get through it, too. And I get to talk to you guys about it today, which is kind of awesome. Um, so I encourage you guys to pray in the Spirit. Okay. And when Pastor Siggy starts talking about all these awesome supernatural gifts uh, that we can have and that can manifest in our lives, we know that we have just like... So, you know, in college, we've done the prerequisites and that we're ready to take on those bigger courses. Because without that, we can't... He's not going to give us those big things if we can't do the little things. There's a scripture for that. Anybody know it? Faithful with little. If you're faithful with little, he'll give you a lot. This is paraphrasing. <laughs> And that's with any of his spiritual uh, gifts. So if we hold this as an activity, and I say activity, but something that we can do to be able to step into those areas, then we're on the right track. And not only will we get to, you know, the outcome of it is to walk in those bigger revelation and power gifts, but then our lives, our daily lives, are, you know, we have that foundation. We weren't going to be built on sand. We're going to be built on the rock. Oh, yeah. So it's that foundation that just speaking in tongues can make such a big difference in our daily lives. So I encourage you guys did you find it? Yes. He who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. And he who is dishonest and unjust in The very little thing is dishonest and unjust and all so much. I know um, something Pastor talks about, too, is, for example, money, how that is the little things. So if we're faithful over the little things of, you know, stepping into supernatural increase can't even be compared to having somebody's arm healed and grown out. You can't put money on that. Or, you know, somebody who's healed from cancer, so if you like to compare it to the little things, supernatural increase again, it's like those foundation things to get us. And I think that's what the Lord is doing, is He's letting us get that foundation of, okay, let's get our house right, let's get our money right, let's get all these things right, so that we are ready to step into those big things that he wants us to do as a church, as a family, and to see, you know, this whole world shaken for Jesus. Because I feel like we're not only going to shake this community, but we have the capacity to shake. I mean, we have the apostles who did it all, you know, in just those couple of years. So that's up to us. All right, I said a lot. What questions do you guys have? Yes, sir. Oh, wait. Can we get another mic? Because I remember last time I heard the message. Some questions. And we want to make sure it's on the recording. (laughs) Check, check. There we go.
1: So, um, my wife and I, we've been taking a lot of different type of classes, mm-hmm. and we uh, recently took one about the spiritual gifts and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then one portion of it, they were um, speaking in tongues and talking about speaking in tongues, and I've always uh, had this fear, I guess, yeah. I don't know, um, and I was asking, I've been asking God for the past couple of days, and when you started talking at the beginning, I, it finally clicked. Um, why I'm so fearful of that. I was raised uh, Pentecostal. At first I was Catholic uh, when I was a kid and then Pentecostal. Hey, me
0: too. (laughs) Um, Hispanic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But they always taught me that the Holy Spirit needs to touch you in order for you, which is true, but the only way you can speak those tongues is the Holy Spirit comes inside you and takes over. So I know that's that's incorrect. and I want to get out of that. I just don't know how to change my mindset. I'm stuck with that shyness and kind of like I'll speak in tongues, um, like in the shower when, when I'm alone, when nobody's around. So, because I, I don't want to be embarrassed. And I know I was talking to my wife about that. She's like, "Well, that's fear, and you, you know, you have to rebuke that." And you, which I respect that. And, I, and I've been doing that. I've been listening to her. Um, but. What do you have any advice?
0: Yes, I do, and I'm excited to, that you were um, that you asked. Um, the biggest, uh, I think, to be able to get over some of these things where we're either fearful or doubtful, I think those are kind of interchangeable. About these things, is get in the Word and find scriptures that you can renew your mind on. In Romans 12, it says, you know, um, but we can renew our minds on a daily basis. And that renewing of our mind will get us to the understanding of what God wants for us. So I actually, and I'm gonna put this on our outline, and I have 16 scriptures that talks about praying in the Holy Spirit and what it does and how it edifies us. And I believe that as we continue to get in the word, it'll make more, it'll speak, to our spirits, where it goes from our spirit to our mind, and then once it's in our mind, we speak it, and then we're able to have that confidence in it. Um, and it starts with knowing God's word, um, because what it sounds to me like is you're still hearing what you're feeling, right? And what you're feeling, well, I'll say this, what what God says trumps your feelings, right? And I believe that that's going to um, help you. One of my favorite things Um, that talks about praying in tongues. Uh, Romans 8.26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, New King James, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings uh, which cannot be uttered. And then 27 says, The Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So, I'll get those scriptures to you. But the, just reading that, you're like, it already kind of boosts you up. It's kind of in the in the movie, in the movie Elf. <laughs> whenever the Santa sleigh falls out of the sky because there's not enough people believing it. Uh, whenever the kids started believing that sled kind of came up, right? It was like, yes. And so that's kind of how I see our spirits. It's like when, when we hear that scripture and you're like, yes, like you're, you're, that sled is coming up. Uh, in this case, magically, it's floating in the air. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like that, and, and I have confidence that you will get over to that place. Um, it starts with believing, believing that it's the word of God. I heard something. I wanted, I sent a text to myself because I wanted to read it back to you guys. Yes, sir. It might not be tonight and it might not be tomorrow. I will be, but it will be on CCB and I'll let you guys know. Um, God starts with... Only a few uh, words. I'm sorry, that's, that's the second thing I'll talk about. Um, you have to have faith in order for these things to work in you. So it starts with having faith that God's word is true. Right? Believing that what I read is the truth. And so it starts with that, and then you can step into building that confidence and walking into that assurance that it's, it's God's word and it's going to, it's going to be true in your life. Awesome. Thank you for asking that. Any other questions? And I think when we, um, if the time presents itself again, I want to talk about too is that interpretation of tongues, because I know that it's kind of always been a little weird and how you're like, man, how am I gonna step into that? A lot of times we get concerned about if we have a tongue to say, cause you're like, I don't know if I have the interpretation. Um, but it's also one of those steps that we have access to. And I'm excited to get to talk to you about it. Um, I know we have a little bit of time, but it would take us a little bit over. So Don, hold on for the mic.
2: I'm reminded of the scripture that says the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. That's right. And and all these gifts and and all that we're talking about—that's that's, that's the, the the essence of the kingdom of God—is is to be walking in the the power of the Holy Spirit and and the uh, operating in the gifts and so forth. And so uh, our choice to press in to uh, the things of the spirit by praying in tongues and choosing to to exercise our our spiritual uh supernatural uh uh, gift is uh a choice of of violently grasping reaching out and taking what god has already given us and and pressing into the uh into the deeper things of god
0: that's exactly true and as i mentioned before it's, it's our choice it's our choice to move forward um I used to have a friend, and I say used to, uh, because she's no longer my friend, unfortunately. Uh, My childhood friend, um, I don't think she'll ever listen today. Her her name is Melina. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I grew up with her since uh, middle school and all the way through college. And whenever I got born again, um, I decided to like, well she would, you know, she's the person that would come to me about everything that was going wrong, and she would have a pity party, and, you know, she would, you know, have all these things, and so we were like, our solution was like, well, let's just go drink about it, you know, but whenever I was born again, all of a sudden is like, we, when I wasn't going out to drink, so I said, and this is part of how God built me, Um, so it was just kind of tucked in before I was born again, and God just brought it out. It's like, you know what? There's a solution for that. We can probably do this X, Y, and Z to take care of that thing that she was crying about. And she did not like that. (laughs) She did not like that I had solutions to her problems and and things that were, well, that could easily be handled by not doing X, Y, Z, or let's step away from that relationship because it's not... uh, benefiting any of us, and so that ability to be proactive in, well, there's something I can do about this situation, um, was part of one of, I feel like one of the gifts that the Lord um, put in me, and if not, may not be received by all, but if we take a look at what we can do today, and um, choose to receive it in faith, We do have the ability to make any situation that is not working out for us and turn it around all through the Holy Spirit. Any other questions? Any questions about how to apply maybe something that you guys are struggling through? That maybe understanding some of these spiritual gifts may not mentioned today, but some of the things that have been mentioned on uh, Wednesday or Sunday that you guys have questions on, and I'm getting ready to call in the youth. So hopefully you guys are awake. Okay. <coughs> <laughs> Monte, (laughs) what's your biggest takeaway from today? What is one thing that I said that stood out to you? Do you need me to come back to you? Okay. KK. You don't know. We have to hold them accountable. I might come to an adult next, so. <laughs> what about speaking in tongues? Just phoning a friend. It's okay. It does. Thank you for answering that, KK. Speaking in tongues does build you up. Good job. Don? Mike. It's a small thing. kind of
2: silly, but a years ago, I got the idea that any time that, you know, if, any time that i uh this, this uh, and i'm not sure i I want to blame this on the Holy Spirit but it was just it came to me that any time that i you know uh get up and make a any time that I would make an utterance of a groan or or a uh if i'm if i'm uh, uh, a sigh or a, or or anything uh I I, ch- I chose to to do that in the spirit. I, I would I would you know uh, I I'm not sure how to demonstrate that, but like if I'm getting out of my chair and 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 it it it, uh, it, it takes an extra oomph uh, or or if, any rate it it's it's a it's just something that that I've built into my and it's a, it's a habit that mm-hmm. that anytime I'm um
0: Doing something forceful, forceful, or, yes. or
2: yeah, uh, that that I
0: <laughs> you do it in tongues.
2: I I just it it would only be one or two words, just That's just okay. something to to just let it out, you know, whatever I would, uh, if it would be a, a a groan or a sigh or whatever, any 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 noise, uh, incoherent noise that I would normally make, uh, doing something physical that it would come out as. In tongues. So. In tongues, yeah. and
0: a lot of it too is like I said, and he Don mentioned is building that habit mm-hmm. of, anytime I do this, I'm going to say it in tongues, or speak in tongues, or sing it in tongues, um, because it starts with walking it out. Um, any more question? Question? Yes.
3: Um, I think it's um, which the word was good tonight. Thank you. Um, I think. Um, just building your walk, I, this is more than a, com, more a comment than a question. Um, I used to, like, time myself. And so when Hilda was talking about um, taking those baby steps, you'd be surprised, what, a minute? Mm-hmm. Then you go two minutes, then three minutes, and then five minutes. And then, like, 20 minutes or 30 minutes, it's like, man, you're out there. And then another thing I would do, everyone knows I'm a talker, but when I would focus, like, instead of talking, I think I'm going to do this. I would pray in the spirit. And, you know, I know Hilda mentioned probably it takes, like, 90 days to build a habit, or three months or whatever. I'm 21,
0: 21 days. 21 days.
3: Over a period of time, you, it's kind of like walking or anything else. You'll begin to build it up so much that you'll kind of miss it. Like, man, have I prayed in the Spirit? So th- that's what I would encourage. Start with one minute. Start like two minutes. And then it becomes more of a... It's not about being competitive with everyone else that has fully grown. It's about being pushing yourself like what Mr. Don was talking about. Now you're beginning to challenge yourself at a level that is peaceful for you. And then you'll like it. Um, tonight, I wasn't feeling great. But when she said visualize yourself, I visualize myself right now speaking into So as she was talking, I just, through her message, just praying in the spirit. And my spirit, which the Holy Spirit, touched my body because I was going to have y'all lay hands. But that's, that's what, we, what she's trying to get over is that you just, just get started. And I do feel better. Amen. So I was able to participate tonight. Amen. Great job, Hilda.
0: Well, thank you. Thanks it's for awesome. pushing yourself to get over to that next place. Um, I want to just
4: kind of bring light to this real quick, but I know that like Gil had said, you know, he gets embarrassed and stuff, you know, when people speak in tongues, but I just want people to know that typically people really aren't watching you when you're speaking in tongues. When you're amongst those of like Christian faith, which we're all here together, it's not something I go, oh, well, you know, Don's over there speaking in tongues, and I just watch him it's not something that we typically do. So to kind of get out of your head, because I think that I grew up this way, that um, I didn't want attention on me. So, you know, I would talk very quietly, which is fine. You don't have to be loud, you know, when you're speaking in tongues, you can be, you know, very quiet when you're doing it. Um, I think that there is those moments where you do get loud, um, depending on what the Spirit's, you know, asking you to pray. But just to kind of set some people at ease, it's not really something that people look at you and go, oh, they're weird. It it becomes natural, just like me talking in English. It's a natural thing and it's not something that I'm like, oh my gosh, they're really watching me. But it was something that I had to overcome and it got to where, um, in order for me to overcome that feeling of being embarrassed, that I would make myself uh, speak in tongues a little bit louder Um, So that, yes, maybe somebody else could hear me and I could get past the fact that, you know what, and I would look to see if they were watching me to see if they were really, you know, if they were watching me, then I would be, oh, my gosh, they can hear me. Nobody really watched me. Nobody really was paying attention to the fact that that's what I was doing. So I was able to kind of put that out of my mind. And now it's not even a thing for me to go oh, I'm embarrassed that they might hear me. I'm totally past that. So I think it's just, again, the baby steps, but just be reassured that it's not something that people really typically look at, and you can get comfortable doing if you do it on a regular basis, and you kind of take those steps and going, well, I'm going to do this this time. Today I'm going to speak a little bit louder when I'm speaking in tongues. I'm going to do it in front of my wife or my husband so that they can hear me, um, so that you get a little more comfortable with it, and it becomes just as natural as I am talking to you right now.
0: That's awesome, thank you for saying that. And with that comfort, comfortability, that's a word, uh, then you can go and do it as you walk to the restroom at work or to the parking lot. And again, depending on where you're at, it can be as loud or as, and people aren't, she's absolutely right, people aren't looking at me. You know, and I, whenever I started doing that at work, you know, I would look around as I was doing it and they're just going about their business. They don't care. I'm speaking, they probably think I'm speaking in Spanish or something, <laughs> um, but they don't. And so, what I wanted to do these last couple of minutes is um, I'm going to read some of these scriptures out to you out loud. But um, as Pastor Rowney was talking, it just reminded me of, you know, she was challenging herself to go to that next level. And as I talked about what it takes and how it's, you know, it starts with one step and the next. But the ultimate, ultimately, how how bad do we want to have freedom in our lives? You know, because I can look back and look at all these different situations that I, that I've been through, that I've seen you guys go through and they suck But you know what? I got the victory because of God. And um, I've seen, I've heard it plenty of times at my work where people that have known what I've, you know, different things that I've gone through, they're like, I don't know how you do that. And I look back at it and walking in the spirit is so worth the effort of pushing myself, of Being able to get to a place where, you know, I'm not in a, you know, if I think back, I don't know how many years ago, uh, David, maybe you can remind me when we were, we had six people living in a two-bedroom apartment, 2014, and, you know, we weren't doing all that great, but you know what, we pushed, and a lot of us are here today, a A lot of the people living in that apartment, <laughs> Ayla, Joe, David, myself, at one point was my sister, and then we had an intern in there, um, and, and Lauren, who used to go to our church as well, and looking back at all those moments, and where we, we've come from, and it was because we pushed, and we pushed, and we, you know, went after God, and... It wasn't always great. And learning anything new, you know, you have to go through that learning curve and it's not fun and you feel like you're not getting anywhere fast. But it's putting that pressure on ourselves. If we can take a look back at what we're doing today, right? We look at what can I do today to step into praying in tongues more, right? If we can look five years from now, 10 years from now. And if we keep that same tenacity, where will God have us at that point? And with God, everything's exponentially. So it's not like just one year, a little bit, two years, another, another little bit more. He's like, I'm gonna push you. And if you hang out with me, we're gonna go higher at a faster rate that we can imagine. So it's, it's worth it's worth it, as we continue to push ourselves and envision ourselves being um, more spiritual. We can use that word, but being more in the spirit—I like that better. Being more in the spirit instead of spiritual. It's—it's it's limitless of what God can do through us, but it takes that effort. And it takes us setting that time aside, committing. Uh, One of the things that we're doing with the youth is um, committing to reading our Bible every day, a scripture. We have these things, you know, in the Bible app, there's certain things that you can look at and gives you a scripture a day. But it starts with that commitment. And so commit yourselves to go that extra mile as we continue to learn about these giftings and things that we can apply to our day-to-day lives, know that all of this is incrementally growing in our spirit so that we can elevate to the places that God wants us to to take us. Amen. And and I know we can all do it, and we can do it together, and it's going to be fun, and it's going to be amazing. Um, Again, think of what would it look like to have somebody... Um, you know, you're praying for somebody and their arm grows out because they had a short arm or all of a sudden, uh, whatever growth they had drops off and those are healing, right? So we got to talk about healing, but then we have all of those awesome giftings of uh, wisdom. You're like, you're at work and all of a sudden you're like, I see you going into this position and when you walk into it, you know, X, Y, and Z, and then they're like, whoa, Hilda, How did you know I knew this by the Lord? I don't know. But all those awesome things that will will take us to that place where God wants us to be at. And the reason why he created us, the purpose um, for each one of us. And it'll be amazing. I think always, always keep that excitement. If at any time you feel like it's getting mundane, like the Bible says, stir yourself up. What what is what does it take to excite you, in the things of God, and then that will help you get to that next place, because how many of you no, and I'm not going to say how many of you I ex- I expect all of you guys to help us out on Saturday at the outreach, um, as Pastor mentioned, it's going to be hot. Yet it's going to be. I mean, how many hours a day, and I don't know your occupations, so I don't know how many hours a day are you outside. But for myself, I'm not outside very long. Maybe walking to and from my car. (laughs) But I can spend one day outside doing the Lord's work. And, you know, and it being hot and all of that. I can, I can, and it's setting the right expectation. If you know, you come prepared. You got your sunblock. You got your water. You got your hair up for the ladies. <laughs> you know, set, having that right expectation and knowing that this is a part of doing His will and stepping out to be able to do the greater things is just a part of the process. A part of where He wants to take us. So um, we meet at 4:30 for setup. The outreach starts at five, from five to seven, we'll have the outreach where there would be different activities, where we'll be um, having food, there's um, bouncy houses for the kids, we're going to have some games, and then we're going to have Pastor Ziggy preach for a few minutes, Alter, uh, I say altar call, we're going to um, see if anybody needs prayer, We're going to bless them. We're going to talk to them. We're going to get to know people that we've never met before, uh, find out about people's families, where they're from, love on them. So 4.30 to 7.30, how many hours is that? Three? Three, not even the whole day. I know some people are picking up things and set up and all, you know, but three hours, we got this. We can do it. So I encourage you guys, all the information is on the app, on the website, and there's a needs list uh, for you to sign up if you haven't already gotten contact, you probably will. Uh, we're wrapping up um, who's gonna be helping, but this is exciting. It's gonna be able to take the gifts that we have in us, and um, I like you know the, church, the shirt that we're gonna get later, not this time, uh, is gonna say, it says the serve team, right? And so we're going out there to serve, to serve the community and bless them. And so as a part of what um, Pastor asked us to do is, hopefully you guys have already started, is praying, praying for that and and making sure that, you know, my go-to has been praying in tongues (laughs) because I'm like, what 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 should I pray for? You know what? I can pray in tongues and the Lord... He knows exactly. He might be praying for someone particularly in that community, uh, which is awesome. And maybe they're there because we may, we took time to pray for them. And they're like, they're being led by the Spirit. I must go to this outreach. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but take time, if you haven't already, to pray. Pray for the outreach. Um, if... I'll say if by tomorrow no one's contacted you about um, a specific spot about serving, message me. Or if you guys already signed up in the needs um, on the app, I've, I will message you and, and let you know what you'll be doing. And it's going to be amazing and it's going to be fun. So if you have any questions after, let me know. Um, I will post these. I wanted to go over them, but now it'll be fine because I'll just post them on CCB and you guys will get the list of All these scriptures Um, we are going to stay a little bit after um, if you wanted to help for friday but let's take a quick moment and i'm gonna pray lord we thank you so much for bringing us together and teaching us your word we know that we can't do anything on our own but it's through your holy spirit that leads and guides us father so today i pray that everyone here today and anybody listening to this um, message would receive a spirit of wisdom And revelation in the knowledge of you by having the eyes of their heart being flooded with light so that they may know the hope of your calling and what is the spiritual gifts that you have set for them, Father, and and the goodness that you have in plan for them. And I thank you, Father, that as we continue to let your word resonate in our hearts that we will continue to grow in your spirit by speaking that beautiful language you have given us, Father, that language that lets us communicate with you. And we thank you for it, Father, and that as we strive to know and get to know you better, that we continue to develop our love for your gifts and our excitement to do more of your work. And we thank you, Father, and as Pastor Ziggy continues to um, have revival, Father. We pray that you would continue to speak through him, Lord, and that revival would continue to just spread across this nation, Father, as you will it to be, Father. And we just thank you, Father, for all that you're doing and everything that you have planned for Winter's Church. And we give you all the praise and glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.